What's up, everyone? Today on the podcast, I'm going deep with my good friend, Sasha Dulich. Sasha is an actor, certified online personal trainer and nutrition coach, mentored by three times Mr. Olympia, Frank Zane. On the podcast, we spoke about his approach to training and dieting strategies, how he created his flexible online training program, most notably his guidance he has given me on my own personal transformational journey and health correction, sharing before and after comparisons, highlighting the massive turnaround in blood work results and overall energy. We also chat about acting, the time he spent living in Japan, and his love for the culture. Without further ado, please welcome the man himself, Sasha Dulich. You're now about to go deep with Dan Good. Sasha, what's going on, man? Oh, we're getting stuck straight into it, are we? We're just going straight into it, mate. I was waiting for the intro. Oh, were you? What intro were you waiting for? You know, the intro. Oh, it's now time to go deep with Dan Good. That's the one. Yeah. Now well, I'm ready. I, I put that before the podcast, you know, that's already pre-recorded. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, oh, were you waiting for me to play that for you over the speakers or something? No, I'll just, <laughs> you know, either that <laughs> He or... wants the full treatment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's been happening, man? How you going? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Yeah. Well, today, okay, so I got Sasha here today. He's one of my best mates. We're just going to put a, lay around a quick backstory right now. And we met way back in Agrippina, right? That's right. It was a theatre production opera that we did. If you guys may know that I talked about with Andrew Fraser, he was on there. He's the notorious one who almost burnt down the set that we were on. And uh, that's where we met all those years ago. When would that have been? Like That was 2015, I believe. 2015, there you go. Seven years going strong. And uh, basically, we've done a bunch of acting and stuff and everything together. Um, You know, a few movies. He was in my movie Grind. Um, and Agent 88 as well, mm-hmm. yet to be released, we will say. Um, but also mainly what he's been helping me with is my training, my overall diet and everything um, that's been going on fitness for me for what, just under two years, would it be right? Yeah, I think we started working together around September of 2020. Yeah, well, there you go. And we are 2022, mm-hmm. July, just cracked into July right now. So yeah, and basically, reason being, at the start, um, so I spoke to you a lot about it. You were living in Melbourne at that point, mm-hmm. um, and he's back here on the Gold Coast now in Queensland. We've lured him back, although there's some um, circumstances in that, but we will we might get to that later. Um, and we were talking over the phone, and I was saying how my energy levels were just shot, and I was feeling really fatigued, and maybe I was overtraining, maybe not. It was a bit indecisive, right? And I was thinking, man, I want to get in better shape. Um, is that sort of how you recall it? Yeah, well, I think up until that point, we hadn't really ever spoken in depth about how you actually went about your training and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess once you, yeah, once you got into the fact that you were feeling so run down and things like that, um, that's when we started to talk about things and, uh, it was pretty clear to me that um, you were just doing a bit too much. Yeah. 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 And that was it. And um, yeah, well, yeah, basically, I mean, we chatted and you're like, what's your diet like? Mm. What's this like? Um, And you started setting everything out. Um, And yeah. And basically you encouraged me, right, to go and get a blood test. Yeah. And I did. And when it came back and I saw the doc, my energy, my levels were just completely shot. Mainly yeah. like my test levels were really borderline, very low, um, even estrogen levels and other things. And we're like, oh shit, okay, well that 
explains it right. And so we put in motion basically how we were going to rectify that. And we've been on a bit of a journey since then. Mm. Um, and basically within what you, so what, why don't you give people a bit of background on you and what you, what you're doing right now. And, um, like as in with the, with your training side of things with Mm -hmm. your fitness and everything, just a quick background. And then I'll go back to where the blood test uh, ended up and what we did from there. Sure. So I've been working in the fitness industry for almost 10 years now. So I got started in my early twenties, uh, and I worked in a commercial gym, uh, worked with many different clients, uh, from all walks of life. Um, my, my, I'm very passionate about bodybuilding in particular seventies bodybuilding. Um, so it's been an awesome journey to see you change your body in the way that you have, because that's what I'm most, most passionate about is body transformations. Um, so I started off working in the fitness industry on the Gold Coast uh, as I said, I trained many different clients, um, including a client that actually went on to compete in several different figure shows. And she actually, uh, took out the shows and, um, the, the biggest show that she did was the IFBB and, uh, we went to Sydney together and she actually came first in Australia, uh, for novice figure. So that was really awesome achievement. Um, uh, that was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then once I moved to Melbourne, I was working in a couple of different gyms. The second one being a, a little boutique gym in Fitzroy. Um, and uh, once the lockdowns hit, we were forced to take everything online. Well, actually, first of all, it started in the park. So uh, really had to adapt because being used to training in a gym environment once you have to go to the park and use nothing but your body weight. And eventually I got a TRX, a suspension trainer and, um, you know, you're forced to adapt and learn a a totally different way of exercising, but it was a really good experience. Once we were no longer able to train in the park, then went to online. Yeah. So I was training clients over zoom, uh, from their living rooms. Do you want to just, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Do you want to just put your phone away um, just on the ground? Sure. I think it's, oh, there's just a bit of interference, sorry, with the mic. Uh, apologies. Hopefully we'll be able to clean that up. You can hear that? Um, I can. My attuned hearing can hear it and it's really <laughs> annoying me and I don't want it to mark up. Sorry, sorry, keep, keep going and I'll just figure it out as we're going. Yeah, so as I was saying, we were, I was training clients over Zoom uh, then we're allowed to go back into the park and then briefly into the gym and then back online and then back into the park and yeah. so on. So, uh, it was a bit of an experience, but, um, as you mentioned before, I've moved back to the Gold Coast and, uh, decided to continue working in the fitness industry. But, um, now what I do is a little bit different. So, um, up until this point, I was working solely out of the gym, but now I help, I've continued to help a lot of people online. So I basically uh, do fitness consulting online where I help uh, people much like yourself with their programs and nutrition, uh, set a plan up for them that they go and do and uh, they train. They can train wherever they like, uh, whenever they like. So that's one of the big benefits of it. And then we check in every fortnight just to make sure that they're on the right track and talk about anything that they might be struggling with etc. Yeah. Uh, so at the moment I'm doing a bit of a mix. 
helping some clients out online, but then also working out of my mate, uh, or you've actually had him on the podcast, Victor. Yeah, that's uh, right. So I'm working out of his gym down on the Gold Coast, the Body Temple. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Mm. And yeah, it's it's been fantastic. And I'll, I'll get back to the point right now of where we were at and what we sort of did from there. But yeah, so I got my... Um, I mean, th- that's the, the online training is the beautiful flexibility of what... Um, what we're doing as well. Like obviously when we started, you were in Melbourne and you were doing everything. And um, I actually also, other than the blood test results, which I basically said before, my levels were shot and everything like that. And um, we went on that way of switching things up because the doctor didn't really have much to say about it, you know, other than what it was. Mm -hmm. And then we figured that out from there. But um, there was also some issues I had with like flexibility and things like that. And you were able to literally look at a video of me, I think we did like a Zoom thing or what FaceTime or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, man, I'll, I need to do some, you need to do some stretches here and here and do this. And basically something that I, cause I got bisitis in my shoulder yeah. and I was um, rehabbing that for a long time. And I'd, I think I had done it from overtraining and work and things like that as well. Mm. But also um, I was doing some stunts training and doing the break falls and rolls and I was constantly doing it on that shoulder. And then a couple of days later, it popped on me in the gym or what have you and gave out. And then I yeah. ended up figuring out that I had bisitis in the left shoulder. And uh, that rehab was a, you know, I didn't take, get any cortisone shots or anything like that. And I wanted to do it all naturally, you know, and try and try and heal it up, you know, um, went through the physio process and that was a bit average, you know, it seemed like I was sort of telling him what to do half the time. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just agreeing me or reassuring me as we were doing it, um, which was interesting. And then I sort of talked to you about it. Yeah. And that's when you like rectified it with basically some certain stretches and movements. And um, that's where we, I think, I believe we started basically mm-hmm. um, from there. And we continued on to what what is now. But um, yeah, you were diagnosing that over FaceTime, helped me with that straight away, then started to set up a plan and we started to figure out what was um, possibly doing these things in my diet or um, how to rectify these low levels and everything, right? Is that sort of how you recall it? Well, what you were experiencing was a fr- from what I could uh, was basically um, to me. It seemed like you're experiencing what's called adrenal fatigue, where, whereas you were basically burning the candle at all ends. So you were doing way too much in the gym. Yeah. You weren't sleeping enough. You were drinking too much caffeine. Yeah. Um, you were going out on the weekends. Uh, so it was just a combination of all these different stresses on your body mm. and your body just simply didn't have the, the capacity to recover and hence why your hormones were really suppressed. But uh, once we took a step back and, you know, um, still kept you in the gym training three days a week, um, just pulled back on the volume. So you're doing a, a reasonable amount of volume, uh, cutting down that caffeine, ensuring that you were getting some quality sleep every night and then also fixing up your diet too. I think it just really helped. Um, yeah, just o- over those three months, uh, it, it was amazing <laughs> actually to see the le- uh, the results of your of, of the second lot of blood bloods that you got done. Yeah, yeah. And so that was that's sort of where we took it to, right? Is... Mm. Um, is uh, basically, yeah, I got those done and it was low levels. And then we we tweaked a few things and, you know, you you gave me the advice and set out training plan and sort of nutrition and helped me with that about what I should do and educate me on how I should go about it, basically. Mm. And we did that and we got them back and 
my results were through the roof after that, which are way higher than average for those of you who don't know, or, and, you know, really, really high anyway, and especially through the roof considering where they were before. And my doctor was absolutely gobsmacked. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, just keep doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, thanks, bro. Like, appreciate the help. But uh, yeah, and no, man, it was all down to you and, and what you had sort of worked out. Obviously, like I worked hard too and changed a lot of things, you know, a big change in lifestyle yeah. um, to a certain extent. I mean, I wasn't crazy going out all the time before. Come on, man. <laughs> no, it was though. Like it, it was a huge, it was a bit of a change of lifestyle, but more just a tweak than anything. It wasn't a huge. Well, I, I would say it was a lot of little tweaks. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a better, um, yeah. Better terminology there. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um, and it didn't happen overnight. No, 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 of course not. No, no, it, uh, yeah, it, t- it took time. Um, but that's, that's, yeah, what we sort of went through. Right. And just recently, well, we did all that. And then recently you sort of challenged me and I challenged myself, so to speak, to uh, basically an eight-week challenge of uh, cutting right down, going hard, not really drinking in between there or mm-hmm. overeating in certain situations, which I occasionally do. I was very good during the week. I was pretty on the money, but it was when the weekends I'd loosen the reins just slightly yeah. and then uh, sometimes get a little too carried away. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't a lot of drinking, but there was a couple in there. But um, yeah, and look, it, it, it was, um, yeah, it was quite phenomenal actually, the results, you know, and like the before and after pictures and things like that, it was just, uh, it was just quite next level. Um, and yeah, with, with all that, I mean, it, it was just... Um, yeah, it was hard. It, it was obviously a lot of discipline and hard work and training, but um, yeah, we got there. And uh, I mean, we'll pull some stuff up in a minute. Um, for those of you who are watching YouTube, you'll be able to see those. We'll put uh, a little screen in there so you can see what we're looking at. Um, but those of you listening, I'll do my best to uh, sort of we'll tell you what's going on. But um, yeah, also, I mean, I, I got to say, along with the results and stuff that we'll get to in a minute and and the transformation in itself, um, what it did for me was I started to enjoy my training a hell of a lot more as well. Mm. I, I was massively doing, I was probably training for like two hours in the gym, you know, and it was starting to get a bit of a drag as everybody knows, like it is sometimes in the gym, you got to drag yourself there after work or a long day and uh, you, you've been going at it. And um, what, what exactly, so tell them um, the, the sort of training that you were doing before we started working together. Well, that's pretty hard to explain because I don't even know really know how to say what I was training. I was just doing a, a, I mean, I guess doing a lot of benching and stuff like that, shoulder work. Um, there was deadlifts, you know, like squats and legs and everything. I mean, I was doing everything, but it wasn't like I was just training repetitively and I wasn't switching my training up a lot. I was definitely guilty of that as though everyone sort of knows that isn't totally on the money with all that. Um, you get into a routine, you keep doing the same thing and it gets boring after a while. I mean, how would you how would you explain it? Like I was training before. Well, if, um, if my memory serves me right, uh, I believe you were doing what we call a typical bro split. So basically, one body part a day. Yeah. So um, yeah, more or less. Yeah. So of course, Monday would be International Chest Day. Yep. So you'd, pretty um, on the money there, <laughs> uh, et cetera, et cetera. Which um, you know isn't necessarily a, a bad way to train. Um, is it the most optimal way for a natural athlete? That's debatable. But um, you, so you were basically 
doing that, you're working out, was it five or six days a week? Yeah, that'd be about right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. spending about two hours in the gym at each time. Yeah, I, I would say that would be pretty correct. Maybe yeah. a little talking in there, but yeah. yeah. And I liked the analogy that you used to... Uh, that used a couple of times it's like you got into the gym and you just felt like you had this massive mountain to climb yeah that's it yeah yeah that, that's actually it yeah it was because you look you do your first like exercise set and you're like oh man there's so much to go like um and that's never a good mindset to be in after the first set or before it, and mm. it makes everything an uphill battle right a mountain to climb yeah that's yeah. that's sort of it um and yeah definitely yeah it felt like that that's for sure um but yeah, sorry, keep going. If you, oh yeah, basically a bro split day is is how I was training before, and I, I mean I get and like I said, I've been probably training very similar for uh, several years at that point, um, and I've always trained by myself. I've only I only ever once really had a trainer. I think like when I first came over here, maybe you know like ten years ago or whatever it was, and um, yeah, nine years ago that and that was set out a plan, and I sort of go by it, and then did that a couple of times with her, and then I just sort of carried on and did it myself after training with mates, uh, my mate Jeremy Weber back in the day mm-hmm. for a little bit, and he was pretty clued up, um, but it was yeah more like yeah the bodybuilding side of things I guess, but I was pushing way too heavy weight at that point too, and I think that didn't help, um, and then it you get into bad habits when you're training as well and, and yeah. all those sort of things. So yeah, definitely was um, a lot that I had to uh, rectify and tweak and fix up along the way. That's for sure. Yeah. And continually still doing that, I might say, <laughs> not that I've got it perfect, but when you train right and do it properly, you get the results, right. And you activate the muscles in the correct way. And it's not always about pushing massive amounts of weight. And yeah, unfortunately, um, a lot of the guys fall into the trap of ego lifting when they go to the gym. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fine if you want to, um, if you're focusing on being a power lifter and just lifting the largest amount of weight possible. But if, you, if you're wanting to shape your body like you've done, mm. um, you got to realize that the muscles don't know how much weight you're lifting, only how much yeah. tension you're putting through them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more important to focus on the form and 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 take the, that muscle through its full range of motion uh, with 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 an appropriate weight than it is to just lift a heavy weight from A to B. Yeah, and that's still something that I continuously um, have to tell myself as well as as I'm training. You know, like because it's it's yeah. I mean, I've got really good at it now. I feel very comfortable with how I'm training and how I'm doing it. You know, and because the results, the proofs in the pudding. You know, like it's um. And plus, like you really, you know, when you're activating the muscles correctly through the um, through the fluid motion of the exercise, you know, mm-hmm. and and it engages the way it should engage. You know, when you're doing it right because yeah. you feel it. Yeah. And that's why it's like not a pussy thing to do to start off with the light weights and feel it right through and just keep increasing as you go as you're hitting those reps and those and that weight milestone. Then mm-hmm. you just keep going up at little increments. That's like not getting too carried away, right? But I think that was really a huge thing as well. And then you're not putting so much stress on your body when you're training as well through the movements. And that's when you pop things and things go and whatever happens, you know, but then you're out of the gym as well. So that seems stupid, right? Yeah. Because then you can't train and you lose all those gains that you had before, whether they're bro gains or not, you know, like it's just, it's one of those things. So it's a mental state to get around in it. And and I still got to tell myself it, but I've got very good at doing it now that you've like drilled in the things to me and how to train properly. And I've drilled it into myself and put the practice in and, and done the work and got the results. So 
yeah, it's fantastic, man. And like, I couldn't thank you enough for everything that you've done for me because it has been a huge transformation in mindset and training and body and mind. Yeah, it's just, it's been out of this world. And um, like those before and after pics show, man. And that's what we'll pull up. We might as well pull them up now if you want to. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take let's, a look now. Let's, let's have a look. And um, yeah, well, guys, like I said, we'll do the best to tell you. But uh, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. When you see it, then you'll know what we're talking about and um, where it's come from and where it's at now. Um, so I've just basically finished the eight weeks um, and the eight weeks challenge that I have, uh, that we set. And um, yeah, and then so now we, uh, we're pushing a little bit further because of what where we've got to now. Um, just make sure you put that screen record on, bro. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, we're pushing for another couple of weeks cause I have a bit of a promo photo shoot with hard knock life as I've talked about before on the podcast, uh, the series, um, that you can get now on Tubi and Plex and, uh, Amazon prime in the U S if you want to check that out. But, uh, yeah, we're doing a few promo work for that. And, um, I'm guessing they're probably going to want me to take my kid off apparently. And so it was a good opportunity to push another couple of weeks and see if we can get down a bit lower with the body fat percentage and um, everything else and the definition and the muscles and that. And um, yeah, just like sort of appreciate where I've got to and, and where I'm at for me and how that feels to be. Um, but yeah, as you're looking at now is, um, and and I'll do the best to explain, obviously, for the audio um, people listening that we've got a before and after image. Well, why don't you say, Sash, you, you know this a little better than I do, but it's from when I first started before we started training or maybe a couple of, couple of weeks or a month or so after, right? Yeah. So this was around September 2020. Yeah. Um, this first image here. Yeah. This one was a week or so ago. Yeah. Um, so as you can see in the left-hand picture, um, Dan was about 16% body fat, give or take. In the right-hand picture, we've brought him down to around seven and a half um, not only that, you can, t- because it, you know, it's been almost two years of consistent training. You can see he's got a lot more muscle on him as well. Yeah, it's it's nuts. When I look at that, I think, geez, where did I get to? Got an extra keg there, and and it wasn't that I was that bad. Like it, um, I, I think the main thing was obviously all the the feeling of that energy and everything was just mm. terrible, man. Um, just being so zonked and like not being like, you know, like dragging my ass to the gym more than uh, going there enthusiastically, but that happens with the training and everything as well. But just looking at that, I'm just like, Jesus, you know? Um, and, and I'd probably, you know, like back before I started training, obviously I wouldn't have even been in that. That's probably pretty good shape compared to what I would have been like um, back in the day when I wasn't training, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've spoken about it before, the mindset that it had for me, the positive nature of it. Um, when I started training, when I moved over to Australia and just all the confidence I got within myself, I mean, geez, you should see me now, now that I feel good about this. Uh, it's really been a second lift for me and a revitalization, you know, in myself and in my confidence. Um, just in, and, and it just helps in life, you know, I think when you train like this and, and it's just like, it's a way of life for me now. It's not just like a thing that I do because it clears the mind so well, but obviously you feel good about it. And uh, when I wake up in the morning and I go to that mirror and I can see my abs coming mm-hmm. through, um, it, it certainly is a good feeling, you know, it means like all that sacrifice and dedication and hard work was was for something, you know, and just trying to maintain, keep maintaining it as the, as the key now, as well as uh, pushing these next couple of weeks to maybe drop a bit lower. Um, but man, when I look, <laughs> it's nuts, isn't it? 
Just yeah, like, you look like a different person. I know. And just uh, like, I mean, you see it and that's what everyone says. You see things in the face, right? Straight mm-hmm. off the bat, um, yeah. straight away um, when you look at it. Um, and that's the first thing that people notice when they see you and they talk to you as well. Um, is that, and that kind of compliment. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you don't, you don't always notice it yourself, but when people start saying it, you start taking a bit more notice. Right. Mm. Um, but yeah, just like, especially like, as you can see there, like the, the thing that I struggled with before was, uh, building the chest out, right. And getting that definition in the chest, which you can clearly see I've, I've built up a lot more now and just the way it clean cuts as well. And, and it goes uh, and it, and it, um, is molded there. Um, is just what, what I'm, yeah, it's one of the parts I'm particularly, particularly proud of. And like, as obviously, you know, that us as males, um, we hold like that cortisol levels, right. Is, is high. We hold the fat like in around our abs or like just around the sides, isn't it? Is that, that about right? Like usually, uh, around the organs, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So males tend to accumulate, uh, little stubborn fat around the, around the midsection simply because that's where we hold our vital organs. Yeah. 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 And so that's obviously been the hard part to get off. And as you can see by the images, I had like a, it's not even, it's not a little gut. It's just like, it's just like I had a little bit, I had a little bit extra there. You can still see I had a bit of a formation going down there, that V shape a little bit, not great, but a little bit there to work with. But now that it's just so shredded, like it goes right down and you can see my abs. I mean, this image, it doesn't exactly full on show that uh, like I've got the six pack going, but I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I do when I wake up in the morning in that mirror, I can see it with the down light. But that's what I guess we're pushing for the next couple of weeks is to drop that a little bit lower and um, hopefully they'll be coming through in the images and we'll get those in there as well. But um, yeah, I mean, and, and also like obviously the arms and the shoulders are a lot more dominant, a lot more sculpted. That's the other thing, right? That Big you can time. kind of see there. Uh, through the arms and just, yeah, just the over, overall body fat percentage that's dropped down. But also like the legs, I know it's you can see them in this. Uh, yeah, like my quads and my hammies are growing, which is something you complimented me on the other day, right? Um, something about the hammies, you're like... Yeah, you've got really good hammies. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's great. And it's something I didn't notice until you said it. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, mm. cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just like stoked. Eh? Like, it's just unreal looking at those images. Um and now, yeah, you, know, you switched over to the back, which, yeah, okay. I mean, do you, have you got got something here that you'd like to say with? I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, you look at that, like what, what sort of transformation has gone on here? Like what, what have you looked to have done with the whole overall bot? Like at the start, you were saying, I know you started me off, like let's um, balance everything out mm-hmm. from a start point and yeah. then build from there the areas that you want to, that you saw fit to, that I wanted to build. Yeah. Um, so what would you say was the way you sort of went about setting up my trainer? What you're seeing in the before pictures to now and what you've sort of done in that time to um, switch everything up? Yeah, well, uh, the way that I approach training um, most clients, well... Any any sort of client that's after a body transformation would be to focus on sculpting their physique evenly. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, nobody likes the look of a guy that's got tiny legs and a big upper body. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, that, or anything like that. Uh, but when it comes to, well, just taking a look at this image from the back of you, yeah. Um, you can see that you, you already had, you know, a decent amount of muscle on your back and, you, yeah. you know, you, 
your arms have always been good and you've always consistently trained your legs, um, which is awesome. So you started off with a good base here. Yeah. But um, the main difference is you see particularly, um, see your arms here. Yeah. See this part of your tricep, which is called the long head of the tricep. Yeah. See how you didn't really have too much there, but now in the new yeah, picture here, yeah, see how much wow. more massive it is. Yeah, because I obviously just wasn't hitting that area, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So the the way that you fully stimulate the long head of the tricep is by doing any sort of extension exercise with, when the elbow is above your head. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the only way that you can fully stretch the long head of the tricep. So um, consistently including that in the in your programs has enabled you to really build up that long head and make and made your triceps look ten times better. Yeah, yeah. You can see also you've got a lot more thickness in your lats as well. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. That's basically come from uh, getting you to switch to more close grip pull down exercises. So anytime you do a pull down exercise or a, a chin up variation and your hands are closer together, it's going to work more of the lower lat area rather than the upper lats. So um, you can see that that's filled in quite nicely. You've got what what we call the, the Christmas tree going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. I think um, like my back was sort of one of um, my uh, stronger areas before my shoulders and my upper body, obviously the nature of the work that I do as well. And I'm sort of, I guess I'm upper body prone, right? With um, my lifts and stuff like that, um, which was also something I kind of had to train out of some of my lifts at the same time um, to be better at that. But yeah, I can definitely see the transformation there with, like you say, the thickness and the lats and that tricep one is, is crazy, eh? Mm. Where, it, where it hit. And um, for you that, that are just listening, um, yeah, it's a bit hard to describe, but there's different areas. Like what is there? Three different muscles in the tricep, is that right? And the bicep yeah. as well, yeah. And biceps, two main muscles. Yeah. Triceps, hence it's what, by. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Um, but yeah, you can really see that it's popped in a certain area where I wasn't hitting before and that's where like the knowledge goes down to how to activate that and the different training methods and switching the training up all the time as well, which was basically what we were doing, right? We were switching it up every, what would it be, every four weeks? Were, we, were you changing it? Or f- well, providing you have got your weight selections correct, the average trainee will adapt to a certain stimulus after being exposed to it about six times. Yeah. So with you, we'd normally switch the program up after you doing it about six or eight times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So six and it doesn't works, necessarily yeah. mean switching the whole program up. No, it could be just no. changing minor things like changing maybe from doing a, a barbell bench press, for example, to a dumbbell bench press or, um, you know, continuing to do a lat pull down, but just changing the grip or something like that or yeah. changing the rep ranges, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so what do you, why don't you explain the images and what we're seeing at the moment then? This is the side image on the left-hand side, I believe, mm-hmm. of my body. And yeah. yeah, I mean, you can see before, I, my triceps weren't too bad. And I guess that's that, that bit popping out there that I sort of naturally had, I guess. Um, anyway. Yeah, but they've got a lot more thickness oh, to them yeah, now. Yeah, and totally. then also your delts as well, your shoulders. Yeah, got a lot more, I think that's looking a, huge a lot more thing. rounder. Rounded yeah. for sure. You can see it's bulging. Eh? Yeah. Like, and um, Chest is way more massive. Oh, and yeah. then you've obviously lost a lot of body fat off the midsection <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, which was the hardest part. Um, but yeah, even that rear doubt too, right? Like popping out or like yeah, uh, it still needs a bit of work, but it's definitely a lot better than what what it was before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your shoulders look a lot rounder. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, no, it's it's great. Oh, it's it's crazy to fucking look at this, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> no, you've done well, man. Yeah, thanks, bro. Um, yeah, have you got the other side there, or is it just I uh, just the that, one? Yeah, no, yeah. it's all right. It's about the same both sides anyway. But I think that's what it was. Um, like balancing everything up at the at the start, eh? Because I was top heavy. Uh, you know, like it was just. Yeah, I think that was the best way like to go about. Obviously, we were going for a body transformation, so you start well not at the bottom work your way up but start at a base level of working things up together and activating together the the way it should do when you're doing the certain pulls and and pushing exercises well you've always got to make sure that you're training the body evenly so if you're doing for example um let's just say three different exercises pushing exercises in your program, you've got to be doing at least three pulling exercises. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to end up with imbalances and issues, not only from a, a visual or aesthetic standpoint, but um, fr- from like the health of your, the, your joints and your muscles. Because a lot of the time, you know, guys will do a lot of bench press um, and, and other chest work and they'll get a massive chest but they're not doing enough back back exercises to balance it out. So they end up with rounded shoulders and then they end, end up with injuries. Yeah. And for somebody like yourself, who's got a day job that requires them to have their arms over their head, um, then, it, then it just further compounds. So yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not stripping guys just so you know. <laughs> It's uh, although I probably could now. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, yeah, and that's uh, and that was the constant strain as well. And it's hard when you go in there to try and do these lifts as well, and you've done a physical job all day. But if you set yourself out right with the right training plan and the right amount of training and the right time to be in the gym, that fatigue goes. You know, like when it was really hard, that mountain to climb, as we spoke about before. It, 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 I just got so much more enjoyment out of my training with everything that you outlaid for me. And I think that's one of the main things to start off with because if you're not enjoying what you're doing, what are you doing it for, you know? Mm. Like it's really hard to push yourself after a long day to get in there and do it. And it was it was the fact of doing different exercises. Sometimes I'm a little like, because routine's good, right? It's good. I'm a little, but I love a challenge and things to change, but you can get so used to being in those routines of everything. And, um, and that's what I was doing. And it's easier to go in because you know where everything is, you know the exercise, you know what you got to do. Um, and then you got to switch it up, but it was good because it's such a different mindset when you when you have to change and think and grow and do different things and learn different things. Like it, daunting at the start, but then once you've done it once or twice, you're like, okay, yeah, no, I love this. You know, it's different, it's cool, it's new. Um, and so, and that was the huge thing I think. Like just yeah, bringing that total utter enjoyment into the training. Um, what was the best part? Was the best part about it? I think, and the results are, are clearly yeah. yeah. Well, people don't. Um, they don't realize that you can get awesome re- results from just spending three or four, four hours a week in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 You don't need to go like, so basically what, what, what don't you sit out? What don't you say what you actually had me doing, you know, cause it was a split and different things that we went at. Like, do you remember what, where we started with what we were doing to sort of what we were doing after, you know, like, cause obviously we had cardio sessions in there as well, which, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you can skip. Um, and I think I was at least doing one of those a week, but mm-hmm. um, we switched up. Why don't you? Why don't you sort of go through that? Um, if you don't need to show any more of those, take it down. Um, unless you've got something else you want, oh, we can bring it back up again anyway. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, why don't you let us know? Yeah, what you sort of had set out there to do it and the structure of it. Well, 
I mean, having trained you for almost two years now, we've done a lot of different ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've there's um there's been quite a few different programs yeah. that you've done, but um I'm pretty sure when when you first started with me, it was just uh, a simple upper and lower body split. So you're yeah. training upper body one day, lower body the next, upper body again. Uh, I dare say it would have been something like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then the second week would have been lower body, upper body, lower body. Yeah. Yeah, that's and it. So, um, so that way you're hitting each, each muscle group, say every four or five days rather than once a week. Yeah. So you get a greater chance of um, basically stimulating that muscle doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, from there, we've, we also experimented with some other splits. So I believe uh, we had you doing a, uh, what was it? We had the, the lower body and arms day followed by a torso day. And then we've also done uh, push legs pull. Um, had you supersetting chest and back one day, legs, and then shoulders and arms another day. So you've done quite a few different splits. But yeah, yeah. Um, one thing has remained consistent and, and that would be the fact that you were in the gym doing weights three or four days a week, not five or six. Yeah. Um, cause that's not really necessary for what you're wanting to achieve. Uh, and then the other thing is, yeah, you were training your muscle groups more frequently than once a week. Yep. Yeah. And having those cardio sessions in there as well, which, yeah. I, which I might add were really good to break it up. Um, and have, you know, obviously, cause it's not great to be training a weight sessions like back to back all the time, unless you're really structuring it right. But it's not great, well, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I think for the average person, um, training no more than two days in a row, uh, with weights is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was good to even just get out of the gym as well and get outdoors, like working in a workshop all the time and then go into the gym and then you come home in the dark and it's like, yeah, break it up a little bit so for you. repetitive. Yeah. And, um, the changes made, uh, especially like here now at the new place and the old place that I was at is um, getting outdoors is cool because you can run down by the river bank and there's dogs and animals around and fresh air and just getting out in the sun a little bit on the skin is obviously important as well, getting that vitamin D in and just everything I think naturally just to breathe in that air is great as well. Um, so that was really fun and fantastic. But yeah, just overall, just like absolutely amazing results, I think with the training and just the enjoyment out of everything. It just, everything was just up so many levels from where I was at and I was very stagnant in my training and just, yeah, it's just been through the roof. So I can't thank you enough, man. Oh, I welcome. appreciate everything that you've done for me because it's just been just that word again, transformation, like in mindset and body, you know, and then the results are, are You should there. be very proud of yourself. You've done an amazing job. Yeah, thanks, man. No, I, I am, I am. I'm, I'm, re- I'm kind of like, you know, it's just when you see the pictures and yeah, you get compliments and stuff, it's just, it's really uplifting, you know, for the confidence. So it's great. And it's not like I'm stopping here anyway. I just got to keep pushing, you know? Well, that's and, right. You've, you've, you put in the effort to, to build those habits. And now that you've maintained them for a while, you should be able to uh, consistently maintain them for life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I plan to do really. So now that now I'm down to that point, it's not like I want to splash out and just go crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, well, yeah, you can you can splash out and go crazy occasionally, yeah. but as long as you just get back on track the next day, 
that's it, isn't it? It's just a, it's a mindset like that. It's like I know a lot, of, a lot of people can like, oh, I stuffed up yesterday. Oh, I'm just going to have a lazy weekend and then I'll get back into it on Monday, right? Mm-hmm. That's very easy and an attitude that you can probably often see with some people. Definitely. Um, yeah, and, and that's it. Yeah, because you're only human, you know. You go out and you have a few drinks or whatever and you maybe have that Macca's feed like late night or whatever you do, you know, but it's just important to get back on and make up for it the next day, right? And just well, keep right. going with your diet and whatever you've sort of set for yourself and you can achieve great things. Um, because like I'll admit, like even in those eight weeks, right, I had a couple of I had a couple of moments where I'll be honest, I, I slipped up a little bit. I went mm. a bit overboard and then Sasha was really good at keeping me in line. <laughs> and and I got, I got scared of him at some points, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it just like I didn't want to tell him. Like I had because that's that's the other thing that it, it holds you accountable for and you hold yourself accountable is the way you've set it out with um yeah, that's probably one thing we should touch on too is how like the the dieting aspect. It's not really diet. It's just like eating better and knowing what you're eating. And it was the way you set out uh, the portion sizes. And so I understood the portion sizes. So you can do it when if you are eating out on the rear, on the, you know, the once a week or whatever it is that you have your cheat meal. Um, but also with knowing how many carbs and fats and like the portions of the carbs and fats you should be eating to be able to burn, you know, get your body in what ketosis, right? And Uh, is it ketosis? No, no, that's something to see. That's what he said. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And just uh, so your body is burning like the fat, right? And you've got enough energy to get through the day and, you know, like, so it just slowly, obviously you're getting better and you're improving. But yeah, well, how was that thing for you? Like, I mean, you've discovered it from somewhere else, right? And you've tweaked it and done it your own way. Um, but yeah, also basically I had a tally of um, these certain portions that he had set out for me that I ticked off on these boxes on a daily aspect and it kept me honest and it kept me accountable because when I did go over, it was clearly there. He could see it too. And then you sort of make up for it the next day, but it really helped to understand what you're putting into your body and versus what you're getting out of it and where you go wrong and then you can see it. And because I was started weighing in, at the start he said, you know, every, you know, second day, whatever. And for a long time, it was every day, wasn't it? Because I was keeping myself, I was recording it every single day because then I started to get obsessive with it and know like what I was doing. Um, but I'm a numbers person like that. So I sort of like just started just doing it as a regiment every single morning, you know, like the same way. So I could see and mm-hmm. hold myself more accountable. But yeah, yeah, why don't you sit that out? Just, well, yeah. Yeah. I get, as you mentioned, um, or that, I guess what makes um, my approach a little bit different to other trainers is the fact that we keep track of absolutely everything. Mm. So not only just, uh, your weight and your measurements, um, but everything, uh, every aspect of your diet, um, every, every, uh, variable of your training. So how much weight you're doing, how much, uh, reps you've done, how long you're resting in between sets. Um, and then of course, um, your, uh, your, your cardio, everything like that. Uh, and I've, you know, you've been using the system that I created, uh, that enables us to keep track of that very easily, uh, simply by ticking boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in regards to the nutrition, uh, should probably mention that I'm, I'm not just a personal trainer. I'm actually a certified nutrition coach. So I did my study through precision nutrition. Um, and, uh, I've got to say that that was absolutely life-changing in, in, in the study that I did with them really has shaped the way that I approach my uh, coaching with clients these days. And, and it's been a tremendous help. So, 
um, in regards to the nutrition, you know, gone are the days where you would have to put absolutely uh, everything that you ate into an app like MyFitnessPal because uh, I don't think you ever used MyFitnessPal. No, I downloaded it and I had a look at doing it, but I never, yeah, yeah, never used it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it can get quite tedious and yeah. can send um, quite a few people neurotic, especially uh, a lot of trainers will have their clients like weighing their food and stuff like that. Um, every morsel of food. Don't get me wrong. That sort of thing can be important if you are training for a bodybuilding competition or if your career relies on you looking a certain way, for example, if you're a movie star or something like that, then that sort of thing becomes a little bit more important. But a more simple way to approach things to keep track of your eating is to simply use your hands as guides. So what I mean by that is hand portion sizes. So when we take a serving of protein, for example, uh, we're just going to take your hand minus your fingers and your thumb. So just the palm of your hand. And that that is basically your serving of protein. So yeah. whether it be uh, a nice serving of, of chicken or beef, or uh, uh, if you're a vegan or a vegetarian tofu, something like that. Uh, so everybody, sh- when, they're, when they're eating, they should, they should build their meal around a, a good quality source of protein. So there you go. You've got your, your palm for that. And uh, next thing would be your salad or veggies. If you make a fist with your hand, that's, that's your portion of veggies, mm. at, le- at least a fist size serving. Next up, you've got carbohydrates. If you make a, if you make a cupped hand, that would be your serving of carbs. And then when it comes to healthy fats, you, you've got your thumb. So the size of your thumb is, is, is your serving size for healthy fats. So the beauty of it is that um, if you're a bigger person, you're probably going to require more food than somebody who's smaller. Uh, and your hand is, is naturally bigger. So, mm. And then you can also take your hands anywhere with you. So if you are... Um, if you're going out to dinner or you're going to a friend's place, instead of bringing your kitchen scales, you can simply use your hands as a guide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, and it did make it great, but it, it make it a lot more handy to do as well. Um, and also like I'm obviously a bit of a stickler for numbers and I started to go on that side of thing once you understood and broke it down a bit more for me. But basically like that palm size serving of protein is roughly 125 grams, right? Uh, well, it depends on yeah. on the size of your hand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But for yourself, it would yeah, for what r- roughly I, yeah. be around 125 to 150 grams of, say, um, uncooked meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, there's other ways to work it out. But yeah, that made it so much uh, more flexible and easy to work out, obviously. And um, But yeah, I think also the recording nature, yeah, of, like I say, holding myself accountable um, and seeing the boxes that I'm ticking yeah. and what I'm actually eating and then where I go over and then rectifying that the next day or yeah. over the couple of days if I have a bad one. And uh, yeah. it, I mean, it's all well and good to use the hand portion sizes, but unless you're keeping track of how much you're e- eating on a daily basis, uh, you're not going to know whether or not you're eating too much or too little. It, it, there's too much guess in it. So if you are wanting to transform your body like Dan has, you've got to keep track of things. And that's why I mentioned we, we keep track of absolutely everything. So every time Dan would eat a portion of protein, he'd have a little box to tick 
Um, and same goes for every other um, food group. And then that the way that the system's set up, it would automatically calculate uh, at the end of the week, his average intake of all those different food groups, and it would give us an appro- approximate um, amount of calories that he's eaten. So that way, we'd know exactly at the end of the week if he's if he had eaten too many calories or hadn't eaten enough, which uh, rarely happened. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that way, yeah, you, you've got to keep track of things. Otherwise, you don't know what to adjust. Yeah. No, that's it. And um, yeah, look, like I say proof is in the pudding and the results. So with you, I mean, um, why don't you let us a bit of know about, uh, but know a bit about uh, like the company that you've created now and what you're sort of doing with online training and um, where people can get a hold of you for that sort of thing. Um, because I, oh guys, I could not recommend it anymore. Like you, you can see what I've done and, um, and I stuck to it and I got the results and that's all there really is to it. Like, and and stay dedicated to it and Sasha's, through Sasha's guidance, like rectified injuries, got enjoyment back in my training, enjoyed every bit of it, less training, less time in the gym and got the results to um, to boot with um, definition in the muscles and cutting the body fat down to 7.5%. I mean, yeah, I'm stoked, uh, beyond stoked. So it's uh, I couldn't recommend Sasha's uh, training any more highly. So Thanks. Yeah, why don't you let us know? where people can find that. Ah, so yeah, you can find me on social media. So um, on Instagram or Facebook under my name, Sasha Dulich. Um, I'm basically running things from there at the moment. Um, but as I spoke about before, if, you're, if you are the kind of person that enjoys going to the gym uh, and you, you have a, a certain level of motivation where you can actually go to the gym and work out um, then definitely the online approach is something you should consider because I can set you up with a training plan and a nutrition plan, just like I have with Dan, uh, completely catered towards your body and, and your goals. And once set out the plan, you, you go off and do it in your own time. And then we just catch up every, every fortnight, make sure you're on the right track. Um, you can let me know if there's anything coming up, any changes that you need uh, to the training, anything that you're struggling with. And we just basically work together like that. Yeah, very flexible. And um, and when he means catch up, it can be uh, phone phone conversation, oh, we normally FaceTime. Do, we normally do things over Zoom. Yeah, 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 yeah. And stuff like that. And it's very doable for the first, what, year and a half? Year plus? Um, you were in Melbourne when you were helping me with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was done easy. I mean, I think we may have only even had one or two FaceTimes, if that. The rest was yeah. all just done through um, conversation. Oh, and, yeah, you yeah. and you and I. Um, well, it, it depends. Again, like I, I, yeah, I, cater, I, cater, I cater yeah. towards the client. Yeah, so exactly. if they prefer to prefer to have a phone call yeah. or um, converse over voice messages, much like yeah. you and I do, then that's yeah, fine. That's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's that's very true. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, and so you, have you got a website up now, or you're just doing it all through social media? Just at the social moment? media, yeah, mainly. Um, yeah, well, so uh, so that's why don't you spell it out for them just so they can find like you know Sasha Dolich. Yeah, <laughs> so that's S A S H A. That's right. D for Delta, U L I C S for Sierra, Sasha Dolich. There you go, and that's where yeah. So Instagram, Facebook. I'll also put the links up. Um, to Sasha's socials and everything like that um, on the 
where you get this podcast from basically on YouTube and uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify and all that stuff. So that'll be up there, guys. So it's easy to link through and uh, get onto it. And um, yeah, couldn't recommend it any anymore. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. Thanks, man. It's been great. No, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed helping you out. Oh, no, thanks, man. No, I appreciate it. And uh, we're going for a bit of a feast uh, after we do this podcast, Korean barbecue, which <laughs> I've been uh, wanting to take Sash to for a while now in Brizzy City there. So yeah, it should be good. But um, also, obviously, um, let's delve into other things as well. Like obviously, this podcast is a lot about acting and filmmaking and um, things like that and that you're also into. Um, so yeah, I know lately you've been doing quite a bit of training. How's all that going? Yeah, really good actually. So um, currently doing night classes out of the warehouse workshop in Helensville on the Gold Coast with Tom McSweeney. Yep. Um, he's uh, really, really pushing me this term, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And I've watched uh, quite a number of your tapes that you've um, done and as soon as I started, as soon as I watched it, I was engaged straight away. And um, just the length of your performance is just growing so much more from um, when I knew from doing like, obviously we did Agent 88 and Grind together. And um, I've seen some of your footage of the other films you've done before as well. And um, just you're at another level at the moment and just growing with each self-tape. Hey? Like it's, so. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Like, But once again, you put that effort in and dedicate and learn the scripts and take on the advice that Tom or whoever you're training with is um, giving you. And uh, there goes the growth, you know. And um, yeah, you can see it in your self-tapes, which is great. Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> still, still, still working at it. It's, it's, a, it's a constant work in progress. That's oh, of what, course. What it it's, a, is. it's just like training or, or sculpting your body. You know, you're never going to get to a place that um, you're never going to get to perfection or a place that you're happy with. You got to got to keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. And so, I mean, how do you feel about your training at the moment and things you're doing? I know you can be training hard on yourself. Acting-wise? Like, acting yeah, acting-wise, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, like all of us, we can be hard on ourselves, right? And always see room for growth. And, you know, like it's 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 one of those things, isn't it? If you're not challenging yourself, you're not getting better, so. Well, I mean, yeah, you, it's easy to be hard on yourself, but you've also got to recognize <clears throat> when, when you do make improvements, of course, um, but you've also got to keep that uh, that attitude of of constant improvement too. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, I think this is the second term uh, that I've that I've um, that I've been doing at at the warehouse since moving back to the Gold Coast and just w- watching back the footage myself. Um, yeah, I can see some improvements. So uh, just want to want to keep on that trend you know yeah, and yeah. um yeah just keep doing better and you've got um you've recently uh just got a role in a web series isn't it as well yeah yeah so it's called blood soaked sand yep um cool. yeah yeah <laughs> uh so it's going to be a web series uh i believe it's six episodes running at about 15 minutes each yep. y- yet to um they, they've started filming but i um haven't I'm yet to film myself Beyonce yeah 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 so you're looking forward to that obviously yeah definitely are you allowed to say a bit about your character or not really probably under hush at the the moment uh yeah I'm not too sure so (laughs) (laughs) you're on the side of caution there (laughs) yeah yeah no that's that's awesome but uh, and as a and you have also another guest of uh the show Jeremy Reese Hill Mm -hmm. um Western Culture who he came on and uh talked about geez was it last year I think yeah I think it was last year um 
Yeah, so this is, and by the way, this is the third year I've been running this podcast, and it's taken this long to get this guy on the on, on the pod. So um, yeah, you know, a little little clap for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. So you were in Western Culture with Jeremy yeah. too, right? So yeah. and that was your first. No, it wasn't your first feature film, was that it? Was my second feature. Second, so yeah. the, um, my first feature was called Hannah and Other Misadventures. Um, I had a, I guess you could call it supporting role in that. Um, it's it's currently on Prime Video. Uh, and uh, Tubi TV that I, uh, I yeah. uh, saw the other day. So oh, well, there you go. It's actually pretty good. That's where Hard Knock Life is as well. Okay. It's on yeah. Tubi, yeah. And yeah. actually the interface on that's pretty good. I, I've used it before. Like you can get the app on your phone or wherever you want to get it, you know, on your t- smart TV or what have you. And it's actually quite usable, you know, for a free streaming app, guys. So get around it, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so Hannah was my first feature Um Western culture second. Yeah, uh, it's a it's it's in post production at the moment. Um, uh, apparently, it's going to be finished soon. I'm yet to see it myself, but yeah. I, I played a character called Dmitri Dostoevsky, um, and yeah, it, uh, acted alongside both Victor and Andrew, who who you also had on the pod. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a really awesome experience. Yeah, no, that's great, and that's the thing with the feature as well is like there's a lot of room to grow, and uh, when you're doing those, isn't it? Because it's a lot more screen time than just your average um, project that you're doing, and um, more in depth with one character as well. So you just got more time to um, delve into it, right? And, yeah, well, that's uh, and right. Explore, yeah, yeah. Compared to say shooting a, a short film, which you can. You know, which we've I've done in the past, like in one one or two days, mm. uh, shooting a feature, you, you're you're on set for yeah, at least a good few weeks. Yeah, exactly. And it's a good yeah, it's a good time to go deeper, so to speak. But um, yeah, yeah. So that's great, and that'll be yeah coming out soon. I mean, Jeremy, yeah, he's finishing off the little finishing touches, so so to speak, and uh, working on sound apparently. Yep, yep. Sound, it's always a thing, always waiting on sound. Um, yeah, so that's fantastic, man. I mean, you, you've been moving and shaking and doing things because you felt like you got a bit stagnant in Melbourne, right? Oh, yeah, basically because of the lockdowns. Yeah, 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 which we, we try not to. So th- things were going swimmingly <laughs> <laughs> up until that all happened. But um, yeah, so spent about a year and a half of um, not not being able to do anything and uh if you if you are any sort of um creative person at all you'll be able to understand that if you don't have something to work on uh then you kind of feel like you're dying inside <laughs> yeah you got to you want to put that energy towards something right otherwise mm. it gets a bit yeah swirly in your own mind so to speak yeah you, you, i think as as a man you've you've You've, you've got to have something that you're pursuing and, you, and you're working towards. Mm. It's very important. You've got to have goals and that sort of thing. So um, I, I was definitely able to keep up with my personal training business, as I mentioned before, but um, not being able to do anything in, in the acting world, um, yeah, it, it was tough. So yeah. it, it's really great to be back into it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, I, I will 100% agree with that because I've had... Um, you know, like I've had a bit on lately um, with gigs like on like Nautilus and stuff and hope to be back down there on that Disney series in August. Um, and like a few other things have been going on. Like, and, and recently I, when I caught up with you the other weekend, I uh, went to the Elvis premiere who we had Alex Radu on uh, the podcast. who He was on uh, in the last episode and went down there with him for the premiere. And um, yeah, that was, that was so cool. 
it's been a long time since I had been in that environment. And I think that was a huge adjustment and wake up for me because I was around my people again, you know, like creative people. And I was running into all these different people that I hadn't seen in a long time. I'd been down at the studios or on set or whatever and, and hadn't ran into them and was down there and, and the movie was great. It was inspiring. You know, there was some really awesome moments in it. It turned out to be a great film. And, um, and like Austin Butler was sensational, you know, it was great to see. And there was some really like spine tingling moments. I honestly will say that really spurred me on. But um, being around the, those people again really got me jun- jumping and jiving, you know. And I came back with, as you just said before, that purpose, you know, it lit something back up in me again. And I think it was, it also comes in hand in hand with, being feeling good about myself with this training and stuff and where I've got to. And then like, even, you know, you, we did that skin fold test the next day and like, and you're like, Oh shit, man. Like you're at seven and a half percent. I'm like, do you believe it? I'm like, nah. And he's like, well, and you did it like on your, um, your work, worked it out as well. And then did the skin fold test and they both came to that and you're like, Oh shit. Okay. Well, there you go. And, and just that, that blew me away. And I really came back from that as a uh, jived, you know, and enthused oh, and, um, all this week I've been, and as I've said about on this podcast before, and I told you I'd keep myself accountable accountable for it. Started the brand. I've got the new old baller shirt on again, and I will have for the, every episode from now. And um, so I've kept with that, but it's it's not gone on the back burner, so to speak. But I just got so passionate and so inspired with what happened down there with Elvis and being around people again, you know, and and good things that. I uh, started working on my next um, film during the week and, and I feel so good about it. And it's it's unreal. I went for round three on the Blake Snyder book, Save the Cat, and um, I'm doing it that way. I'm getting my structure good and I couldn't be more more stoked right now and happy with where I'm at and what's to come because I'm really, really excited about doing this film. And um, yeah, and I, and I hope to have a little a bit of a role on there for you, uh, my man. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's shaping up nicely, eh? So yeah, well, I mean, I haven't heard anything about it. Yet, I know, so. <laughs> I know. And there's not. It's it's um, I, it's hard. To, I don't want to say too much now because it's I'm in such very early stages of mm. scripting. You know, um, I mean, yeah, the way that they uh like you that uh, Blake Snyder like sort of gets you to go about with the structure and everything is actually like you get the name of the film and your log line and your one liner and everything first. And then you keep that as a structure to keep going back to you. So you're not going away from your general purpose. So I actually have that. I know what, you know, the film's going to be about. It's going to be a heist film. Cool. And yeah. I, I could pitch it to you right now. I could say it, but um, it's very early stages that I think it will be told in time, you know, and, and I will show you, you know, the script when it's, when it's ready to be shown to people and you will be one of the early stages, uh, early people to see it in its early stages um, when I've got a draft going. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, like I, I want to say right now, maybe I'll talk to you off camera about it, you know, um, but we, we, I mean, we could talk about it. <laughs> It's just, I'm excited about it, but it could, you know, aspects can change. Yeah, so. exactly. Things could change. Yeah. So. It's, it's very, very early stages, but it, uh, stages, but yeah, it's a heist movie and it's something that I've wanted to do for so long. Nice. And it's been, the thing is, it's been percolating in my mind for a long time as well. Like I could even say years. Um, and I basically have the whole, the majority of the scenes storyboarded out in my head and also on paper. Um and, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And it really, I think, I do believe uh, because my imagination can be wild and get away from me a little bit, you know, and that's why I've gone down the road of like watching the structure and how I'm sort of going to do go about it, you know. Um, 
but it's something that, uh, yeah, like I get, it can go wild and, um, sorry, I was just lost my train of thought <laughs> then. Um, yeah, that it can go wild and, and I want it to, I do want to do a feature and I believe I will do a heist film feature and this will stand probably as a short film that will be the precursor to the feature that will be more of a concept for the concept for the feature as well. Um, yeah, I was already uh, talking to a mate of mine last night about some stuff and he might be coming on and being involved in the, uh, in a production side of thing and finances and stuff as well. So that's good and it's exciting. But um, yeah, it's so early stages, so I won't say about that. But I, I, I will share a little bit. And at the moment, clearly everything is is working titles and, and it's it's working synopsis and, and all, all that sort of thing. But it's called Sex Tape Heist. Okay. So yeah, and it, it's, it's basically um, yeah. In in order to clear his debt and save his daughter, Jack's Booker gets together his crew of misfits to steal back notorious crime boss Julius Augustino's sex tape from a rival boss. So that's sort of like the premise of it. Um, yeah, it's still obviously clearly working very early stages, but. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like it's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we can leave it at that. Okay. But there, there's a bit to obviously unpack within all, all, all that. And um, it's, it's early stages of working, but that's, uh, that's sort of where we're at and working, working titles and working names and everything. But um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm excited about it. So there's going to be some underworld crime aspect of it, um, crime bosses and different families and um the higher ups and the powers that be will run things, and there's um, going to be a lot of undertones with with everything, and uh, it's going to be in there and mean something um, for every little bit of the story that I'm trying to tell. But I'm excited about it, and I and I can't wait to get into stuck into the script some more and uh, get it out and start um yeah casting the thing, getting into production. So, yeah. so who's going to be in the sex tape? You or me? None of us actually. Ah, for okay. once. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh it's going to be the crime boss in a very un assuming and compromising scenario that that's kind of the irony in it. Um, and that's what Blake Snyder is very big on is to have irony in, in the, in the title and in the actual film of obviously a notorious crime boss shouldn't really be worried about a sex tape, should he? And there's reasons being that of why he is, because it's very compromising, very unusual. Mm -hmm. And, um, he doesn't want to see the rest of his, um, the higher ups and the people that, you know, that should be fearing him and things like that. Um, and the higher ups that control it, uh, seeing this, but for the aspect of another crime boss to be going out and stealing the sex tape and him and him going to, uh, get the gang of misfits together to, uh, steal it back is just a whole, uh, the whole tale of it. So yeah, it's, um, early stages, as I say. So yeah, oh, none of sounds, us are in the sex tape. Sounds interesting, man. None sounds of us are in the sex tape, put it that way. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, you know, because uh, sometimes you've... Uh, I was a bit worried. You've yeah. had some questionable uh, <laughs> what characters you'll play and you're like, oh man, I just want to play the mysterious character for once or something like, you know, I know about some things that we've cast you in before. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> when you're getting started, you, you can't afford to pick and choose. You can't, guys, and remember that. Uh, yeah, no, you do. You go, and it's good to branch out and play these things that aren't so uh, close to yourself. So it's, um, yeah, it's good. It's 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 what you got to do. Like you know, you don't always want to play your own self and your own characters, right? You want to step outside it. That's why part of why we uh, get in this game is to play things outside of ourselves or things we can't do in normal life, right? I mean, what is it for you? Why why did you choose to? come into the acting game. I know you've done 
you know, you've done quite a bit of modeling and stuff as well. And so why is it for you? What's attracted you towards this uh, craft? I wouldn't say uh, I've done a little bit of modeling. Um, but the reason, well, what, why I'm passionate about acting, well, obviously, uh, well, I really enjoy it. Um, but uh, what sort of, uh, well, basically I, so I grew up, uh, without a father and I, I watched a lot of, <laughs> uh, 80s action films as I was growing up, you know, a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme and Arnold, etc., And they were kind of like my sort of, you know, role models as, as I was growing up. And I would watch like a Van Damme movie and I would just, after watching it, just like, ah, oh, just have such an awesome feeling, you know? And I, I think, um, part of me is if I, if I could somehow, um, play a cool role like that and, and somehow positively influence somebody else in, in that way, I think that would be really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, acting is also, uh, I know it sounds like, you know, but it, it's a form of art. And so you're creating something with a, uh, with another, with, with a bunch of people that, and, and being like film medium, it, it's going to be around for as long as computers are, are around, you know, it's just going to be around forever. So you're creating something that that's going to be around forever. I think that's also um, something that's very special and uh, awesome too. Um, how did I specifically get into it? I'd never really done a- any acting before, but it just turns out that one of my mates, he, he was studying film at uni and it was for his graduation piece that he asked me to, to come and be, um, it was, it was I was a demon actually. Yeah. It. Uh, so I had like a, a a lot of makeup on and stuff like that, but uh, I actually I absolutely had the the time of my life. Yeah, and so I thought to myself, um, you know, I, I want to give this a go. Uh, so that's when I <laughs> um, decided to enroll in classes. And um, actually, Victor, who we've mentioned a couple of times already, uh, when I first became mates with him, I mentioned to him that. Uh, I wanted to to give acting a try, and he said, "Oh, me too." So our very first acting class that we took together, uh, our, the first class that I took was um, we we took it together at, at the warehouse. Yeah, yeah, and then um, it, it just it basically became like when I was behind in front of the camera, that was the time I was having the most fun. Yeah, and so that's why I'm um, continuing to pursue it, and I just yeah, I just love it. Yeah, it's awesome, man. So you were inspired by seeing John Claude Van Damme, is that right? Oh, big time. Or you were, and, and, but because it was a cool guy kicking ass and like always kind of the hero and saving the day. Is that what it sort of aspects of it? Or yeah, well, I was obviously impressed by his physique, but just his mm. charisma, and um, I just thought it was really cool. Arnold as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like being uh, the the brooding strong arm man, the the strong lead character that uh, well, he's in. A, I mean, it's all martial arts, right? A lot of John Claude Van Damme. Did he do a lot of films that weren't really martial arts heavy? Well, they were all action films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, he's done a couple of dramas. Star, right? He's yeah. done a couple of dramas. Yeah, um, which uh, he's he's been really good in. But it's always you know he, he's a martial artist, so it's always revolved around that. Yeah. 
And do you think that's, uh, were you into bodybuilding and stuff then or not? Re- you were younger, obviously. Do you uh, think that's so, where it stemmed into, like from from seeing that? Well, yeah, yeah. So I always thought, um, since like being really, really young, I was like really into su- superheroes. I used to dress up uh, as Batman and mm. um, different superheroes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really liked like, for example, He-Man as well, yeah. uh, when I was a kid. So I always, I always thought like, you know, like a, a muscly physique was cool, uh, since I, since I was a kid. Um, and then once I had the opportunity to start going to the gym myself, um, through, through the influence of another mate, um, I, I started going and I just got hooked. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. And so... I mean, for you now, then you're, you're doing films and and you keep working at it. Obviously, it's a, a constant pursuit. Um, do you? And you said you wanted to inspire a little bit, like show other people that that's why you're doing the things you're doing. You know, like I, I mean, obviously, you know, show it's possible, right, to people. If you put it, put your attitude and your positive mindset towards things and you work at it, you slowly start to achieve these things that you want to, right? And you oh, try to show other people that they can do it too. I think I think I'm still a long way off in, yeah, inspiring I, I, other yeah. people, but yeah. I, I just feel um, if I could have some sort of positive impact on on somebody else's life in the way that uh, these role the, models, the, the, the have movies, for yourself, the yeah. movies had on me, I, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. And do you think, um, I mean, you, you mentioned that uh, you didn't really know your dad, you know, growing up and stuff like that. Do you think that's why you gravitated towards some of these characters and things like that on the screen as well? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've always been drawn to that sort of um, lone wolf sort of character, you know, yeah. kind of, he, he's, 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 a, he's a good guy, but um, sometimes he has to do some bad stuff yeah. um, to, to help other people. Um, he's kind of got like that sort of murky past um, think of say, for example, like Ryan Gosling in Drive. Yeah. Um, or even if you look at like any of um, the older films, like any of Clint Eastwood's characters and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's the sort of character that I'm drawn to. Yeah, no, that's great. And um, yeah, and so you, you've done a little bit of modeling, but you still don't feel like you're, you're pursuing that as much as what you were? Uh, unfortunately, I'm not tall enough. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that always the case of models, right? Whether females or males? like the, uh, Not always the case. Yeah. I mean... Um. Yeah. I mean, there's there's certain height requirements in yeah. the modeling world. Yeah. Yeah. When you get into the upper echelon sort of thing. Uh, and if you want to be a fashion model, um, for a guy, you've got to be at least one eighty three. Yeah. At least. Yeah. 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 Which is just over six foot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. And uh, like, so there's some other things I know that you have done, and um, you didn't want to talk about too much, but you have done some music as well, right? You put out an EP. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So what what sort of um I mean you can get that on Spotify right is it still up there <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's out there what what would you what would you call that kind of music that you that you um I mean it's a bit of a yeah you you can explain it far better than I could yep um and so, what's the EP called and everything yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like you don't want people to listen to it oh, it's fine <laughs> yeah. um. It was a while ago now. I know it was a bit to get the thing out and get it made, but it's a pursuit. It's an artistic pursuit yeah, that you went a great down experience. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm certainly not a, a naturally gifted singer by any means, yeah. but um, I always wanted to. I mean, I love music. I've always uh, always um, listened to to rock music. Um, and always wanted to create something myself. So when I had the opportunity, it was. Um, to do it, I, 
uh, I, I did it uh, with another mate of mine and it was a fantastic experience. The style of music, um, it's, it's very different. So you, if, you, if you've heard of Dark Wave, it's kind of like Dark Wave mixed with, it's, it's got guitars and stuff in it. So um, Dark Wave mixed with rock, I guess. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. Yeah, and, and I listened to quite a bit of it, and uh, oh. I think I might listen to the whole EP. But there was a few songs in there that yeah. I that I said to you, I it's not my genre kind of of music that I that I um, really usually gravitate towards and listen to. But there's a few songs, a couple of songs, and and one in particular that I like found myself like driving away to, and I remembered the words of, even though I'd only heard it a few times. That like the tune was actually really catchy. So I thought you did a pretty good job with it, man. I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Like one of those things, like musicians it's the funny people sometimes like you know like they don't um like there can be some amazing singers i'm like man if i could sing like even half as good as you do i'd be doing it all the time and putting it out there but they're so like closed off i find a lot of musicians um and they don't like necessarily feel i don't know if it's it's a comfortability in their work or in their own skin but they don't really want to share it or tell people that they're like musicians as well Mm. i've found with a lot of singers yeah and it's I think like, it, it de- depend on the person, but I guess, of course, um, yeah. you know, there's probably a lot of in- introverted singers as yeah. like, there's a lot of introverted actors. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's very yeah. true. Yeah. And yeah, they, they do it as a form of expression. Yeah. 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 No, it's a, so, um, I mean, where, where to for now with you? Like, I mean, you're obviously, you're training quite a lot at the moment with Victor, who was on the podcast before. Yeah, so, the yeah he's, my, he's also my training partner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're working out together four days a week. Um, it, it's been really great because I haven't really ever had a, a consistent training partner yeah, that, yeah, I've, yeah. that I've trained with, um, uh, you know, each session. Uh, so, it's been really, really cool. Um, it just so happens that the time that we're available sort of matches up. So... Um, yeah, we're working out together down at the body temple at uh, getting some awesome results. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, a fantastic thing that he's got there too. Cause, uh, Vic, I mean, if you guys remember, he came on and I believe the first year we had the podcast and he spoke about wanting to open up this fitness and wellbeing center that he now has opened up on the Gold Coast. So mm. it's phenomenal. And, um, yeah, I couldn't be more proud of him doing that. And it's a great place, oh, isn't it? Awesome gym. Like, yeah. I mean, multi-level, he's got the infrared saunas in there and um, like the cardio room upstairs and with all the equipment that you could ever need and then the weights down the bottom. And it's just a great environment though too, great spot. And and he sets out people what training programs every time. When like if you join this gym, it's a boutique gym. Like it's something yeah. that I wish was up here in Brisbane. I would be signing up to it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and I, ho- I hope to still find, but um, yeah, it's it's fantastic, isn't it? The way he's got it set up. Yeah, so um, it, it's similar to the place that I worked at in Melbourne. Mm. Uh, so that's where some of the idea came from. But it, it's a boutique gym. So um, what that means is it, it's different to you know your regular chain gym in the fact that when you sign up, you're just not you're not um, just another number. You are part of the community, and Vic does a really awesome job of. Um, uh, looking after each and every member. So when they sign up, they get a, um, a consultation with him. He does some fitness uh, sc- screening on them and 
based on the results of that, he he does them a, t- a tailor made program, uh, and then they go off and and, and work out. He, he also sets them up with an eating plan, I believe, and then they go off and work out. And then uh, eight weeks, um, every eight weeks, he'll he'll adjust their work um, their workouts for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the gyms uh, got great equipment, so um, it, it's not only got. Uh, for example, like the, some of the latest hammer strength gear, but it's also got, for example, like an old school hack squat, uh, old school leg press. So the machines he's really handpicked. So, um, cause you know, just because it's a new piece of, of, of equipment from a reputable brand doesn't necessarily mean it's going to hit the muscles effectively. So the, the equipment selection that he's got there is awesome. But then he's also got the infrared sauna and, mm. and he's got a couple of different um, membership options. But if you, if you take uh, the higher end one, it does come with unlimited access to the infrared sauna, uh, which is a really amazing deal. So yeah. if you're in, if you, if you consist, if you, if you're the person kind of person that loves to jump in the sauna on a weekly basis, and you want to go to the gym, it's really a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, I had a sauna last night. Um, went over to T's house. Who people listen to the pod will know. Um, from the start, was helping me out with it. But um, yeah, like that sauna is just, it's just oh, so good on the body. Like mm. and and doing twenty minutes up front, and then going and jumping in the icy cold pool. <laughs> And trying to last out like five minutes or so or whatever it is. And um, yeah, I was lucky to probably get that last night because it was so cold. Uh, and then jumping back in for like another 10 minutes to warm back up. But just the feeling on the body, like I was just like, I had a pretty decent sleep. And I was just like, you wake up like, oh man, like yeah, it drains it out of you, but it's so good. Like it, as long as you replenish, you know, your fluids and everything and um, warm back up uh, the right way. Like it just, it, it just reduces inflammation in your body and just overall for recovery, especially if you train heavily, it's, um, it's fantastic. Like I wish I had one here. I mm. hope to do eventually uh, try and set one up here. I, I, you can do it. You can do it. Um, have like a, like a two person one or whatever yeah. um, at home, but uh, yeah, it'd be pretty amazing. I'd love, I'd love to do it, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, where to now from everything else that you're sort of, you're trying to do, man, just uh, keep pushing forward and doing your training with your act. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've got um, in a really good place at the moment. So I've got a lot of flexibility with my work, which enables me to put, a, put in a lot of time um, to the acting training and, and go to auditions whenever I need to uh, shoot self-tests and so on. So I really want to keep concentrating on that and see how far I can take it. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, we're, like we've done a couple of self tests recently. You've helped me out and done me a solid with a few of them. It's uh, it's been really good, and it really makes that difference. Um, having that person that you know that can help you with that as well. Like that's been really beneficial. Like I mean, I had like you know one of the the probably the biggest audition I ever had with that you helped me with, and like you know it was a lengthy one too, last minute, so it was a lot of lines and stuff to know. And um, like a, yeah, like it was it was great to have you there to help with. But that's it's important, isn't it, to have that support structure within um, what you're trying to do. Um, and obviously, uh, you, you have a little bit of help at home too with that. Like you, you get your girlfriend the odd time to help you out. and uh, Yeah, she's yeah. really good. So yeah. she, um, you know, obviously when you're doing a self-test, you, 
you're doing a thousand takes and um, she never says no, you know, so I'm, I'm really lucky in that regard. Yeah, yeah, no, that is good because um, yeah, you can have some people that do it with you and they can get a little impatient and it's yeah. like, it's part of the process, isn't it? And it's like, it's so hard to even ask someone to help you with them sometimes because you're not sure like what what's going to, you know, what, what they're going to be like with you and um, if they've got the time for it, you know, and I hate burdening people with that responsibility as well, but you're generally pretty good with the people that you meet and you can help them do it as well and um, it's like, I had a self-test the other day and Alex had the same one and it was just after we did the pod like a few days oh, okay. or a week later and so yeah. we helped each other with that and it was funny and um, yeah, it was good, you know, it, it works out great that way, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, so where else, uh, what else do you want to sort of, you're hoping to achieve, man, with everything you're doing? I mean, is there goals for you with the fitness or with the acting or music or anything that you're trying to take on in the future, you know, or where would you like to see yourself, you know, like obviously improving all the time is, is one, but yeah, is there anything particular you're sort of aiming for at the moment or? Oh, well, as I said, um, I want to continue to help as many people as I can out um, uh, with my fitness business. Yeah. Uh, I, I love seeing changes in my clients. I, lo- I love um, being able to have a positive impact on their lives. Um, so I want to continue doing that. But then, as I said, just with the acting, just want to uh, keep training, keep uh, doing auditions and just see how far I can take it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the main thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah no, that's it, yeah. Can't really speak about too too much in the future because we don't yeah. know, well, uh, you just don't what, know. what's yeah. going to change. Yeah, but it. um, yeah, th- those, those are my two main focuses at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, well, I uh, look forward to having you on set sometime soon and we get oh, these productions yeah, rolling, it'd be, man. it'd be great to do something together yeah. again, for sure. Yeah, well, I know like you want to, you don't want to play those Zach down the line. So, what, I mean, obviously, I even pitched before when it's really very early stages of what I'm trying to do with that production um, and things will change a lot. But I think um, the character that I've sort of got eyed up for you would be quite good. It's going to be way different from what you've done before. Okay, um, cool. I sort of want to say, but I, don't, I think I, we can talk about it later off, sure. um, off mic, <laughs> so to speak, and and, um, and and with that. But um, I mean, what, what are some of the characters that do interest you other than that dark and mysterious kind of like thing like that? Like what do, do you like to step outside of yourself with in that regard? Or you always like to, you want to play the cool sort of oh, mysterious um, dude? Or like, just, you know, like is there, is there things that you want to sort of, you know, find out about yourself that you'd like to, you know, I mean, it's an interesting pursuit, isn't it? Like when you go down this road and you, you throw your energy and your time into something, um, into, into a production and, uh, and the characters that can really have a heavy effect on you as well. Um, is there things that sort of attract you in that regard or do you hope to ever write and do something yourself in that regard or? Uh, that would be cool one day. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd like to, um, just try any role really. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I, I, it's not as if I'm only interested in doing that. Yeah, dark, no, dark I know, and mysterious I know, character. I know. Those are the sorts of characters I'm driven to. But yeah, um, you know, like the my first feature, Hannah. That was a comedy. Really enjoyed doing that. So I'd, I'd like to do some more comedy for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm open to anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's good. That's it's you know an open blank canvas, right? And um, sort of mold from there. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, it, it's still early days. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, so do you? 
see yourself? I mean, obviously you're on the Gold Coast at the moment. Um, I mean, there's things happening here, you know, there's a bit going on. So mm. it is good um, without saying too much. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to th- like, do you, you, I mean, you've spoken before about you have a, you also something we probably could actually touch on too, is that you grew up a lot and did schooling in um, Japan. You speak fluent Japanese, right? So yeah, I didn't. A, I didn't grow up there. Yeah, but well, I, you know, you did some schooling over there. Yeah, right? and a few I, years uh, you lived over there. I spent uh, ten months. Yeah, over there yeah. In, uh, during high school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the greatest years of my life. It was absolutely awesome experience. I love Japan. I've been there four times. Uh, really itching to get back there. Mm. Mm. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your time that you spent over there, or what you actually love about the culture and everything? I mean, to obviously to come back and or even before you went to to be actually learn about the culture mm-hmm. and speak fluently in their language is, is like clearly you you like it more than just going there a few <laughs> times like yeah. what is it about the japanese culture that you love so much ah uh, it's hard to 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 like pinpoint it to one particular thing yeah, but yeah. um i first my first exposure to japan um and japanese culture was through Dragon Ball Z, yeah. So this was before it actually came out in Australia and okay. to and to Western countries. I, I I I can't remember exactly how old I was, but I was introduced um, to it by um, a Malaysian uh, childhood friend, and uh, my mom had the opportunity to go to, go to Japan when I was really young, and I said, "Mom, please, please bring back some some Dragon Ball Z tapes," uh, which she did, um, but unfortunately they back then they were in um, what you call NTSC format. So the Australian video players are actually PAL, P-A-L. Yeah. And so I couldn't couldn't watch them. Uh, it wasn't until I went to um, my uncle's house in Sydney for the summer holidays that he had like... Um, he had like a really good video of VCR that that enabled you to play not only PAL but NTSC as well. So I was finally able to watch it. And what he did for us is he actually set up a camcorder in front of the TV and and filmed <laughs> filmed it while he was playing it. So that so that way I had a tape that I could actually take um, back to the Gold Coast and watch yeah. it home. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was a bit of a digression. But uh, I first learned about Dragon Ball Z. Um, and then uh, a mate of mine um, in primary school hosted some Japanese students. And it was the first time I'd ever met somebody from Japan. And I don't know, it was just something about them that I just thought was really, really cool, you know. And one, I decided, once I moved high schools, I decided that I wanted to start studying Japanese. And so uh, once I moved to the northern end of the Gold Coast... Um, one of the conditions of me going to that high school was being able to study Japanese, and 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 the my grade wasn't actually because I think back then they used to alternate, so it was like one year Japanese, one year Italian, or, or something like that. So I ended up being put in the grade above me, um, for the, just for that particular class. And I, I started studying Japanese, and J- Japanese has three different alphabets: so hiragana, katakana, and kanji. Uh, I remember learning both hiragana and katakana in, in about the space of two evenings. Yeah, um, uh, I just I just fell in love with it, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then uh, it turns out that th- that 
that the high school that I was going to had a sister school over in Japan uh, called Inagakuen. And so they would have students come over once a year for, I believe it was either 10 days or two weeks or, or something like that. And so finally, I had the opportunity to host some Japanese students myself. And they so I had um, a couple of different students um, stay at my house and just um, it, they were just really, really cool and got really close with them. And I, I decided that I, I wanted to go to Japan myself. I was 14 at the time. I was working at McDonald's. Um, so I found online uh, a scholarship and I applied to it, got accepted. Uh, so say worked at McDonald's for 10 months to save up the money to pay for the scholarship, flew over to Japan and I was lucky enough to be accepted into the sister school where I uh, already had a bunch of friends that, that were going there because, you know, I'd, I'd met them when they uh, visited Australia. So I spent 10 months at high school over there and it was, if if there's any anime fans out there that um, have seen, you know, any of the, uh, you know, the high schools in the anime, that that's exactly what it's like, you know. <laughs> uh, so it it was really really cool high school over there. It's um it it's different to to high school over here in Australia. Everybody's like there's no there's no like sort of you know groups. Yeah. Um, I found like every, everybody's like really, at least the school that I was going to, everybody was just like really supportive of each other. And there was, like, there was a real camaraderie. Cool yeah. Because yeah. it's always really clicky, isn't it? Um, yeah. Didn't yeah. have that at all over yeah, there. That's interesting. I mean, there was obviously different groups of friends, yeah, yeah. but um, it wasn't clicky at all like that. And everybody was yeah really quite supportive of each other. And um, yeah, I just, it, yeah, it was really awesome experience. Yeah. No, that's amazing, man. Um, yeah, it sounds fantastic. I'd love to go and check it out sometime. Like I, I really want to. It's on my top it's, three list. It, that's it's for sure. like I think uh, one of I think one of the things that sort of attracted me to the place was, um, especially you know before social media and stuff like that. Back then, it's like it, it's just such a mysterious place, and you get there, and it's it's literally like you feel like you're on another planet. It, it doesn't feel like Earth. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Just because it's so different. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. just Japan, such a different culture, different shop. Yeah. Well, Japan. Yeah. Um, Japan had. If you look at the history of Japan, they spent quite a few years in isolation. Yeah. So during that period, they had um, very little influence from the outside world. So it really enabled them to um, to, to to build a, a culture of their own, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and it was. It, it's just yeah, a totally different place. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, well, I'll, yeah, I look forward to checking it out sometime. That's for sure. Um, do you want to just uh, what what advice would you have for people that are like taking on a fitness journey or want to find a trainer or want to get in the gym? What was some sort of advice that you could best give to someone, whether I guess they're starting out, they're thinking about it, or they want to change, you know, and you know why they should come and hit you up, maybe, or just just in general with people with fitness, you know. Well, I mean, when it comes to exercise, the, the, as you mentioned before, the main thing is you do something that you enjoy. So you don't necessarily have to come to the gym and lift weights, but um, it is important to exercise. Everybody should be exercising because of, I mean, the benefits are, are, are countless. Yeah. Um, so it's important to find something that you enjoy doing and that will enable you to stick to it. 
um, sometimes it takes a little bit for, um, for you to enjoy something as well. So uh, it, try, try different things, stick to it for a little bit because um, you might not necessarily in, enjoy it straight away, but you have to, you have to stick stick to it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, especially initially. I remember that. Yeah. It yeah. Was like, Cause it's, it's tough. Like if you yeah. come into the gym and especially if you've got somebody else showing you what to do, like I remember the first, first couple of workouts that my mates put me through, I literally couldn't walk the next day. Yeah. Oh, just, and and they're, they're laughing about it because yeah, they know yeah, yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah and, and that wasn't fun. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it, I, I was in a lot of pain, like a lot of pain. Uh, I'd, I'd normally walk to work. It would take me 10 minutes. Those next few days, it took me half an hour because I was literally <laughs> shuffling. Um, so it, it's easy to forget, like, you know, somebody who's been training for a while, putting yeah. somebody else through a workout. It's easy to forget um, mm. how far you've actually come. And if you're new to weight training, you, you've got to start off slow. Yeah, so yeah, that's if, if you are interested in, in doing some um, weights, go to, go to the gym, um, get a personal trainer, m- make sure you... Get somebody who, uh, who who can prove that they know what they're doing, and start off slow. You know, um, like if I have a new client, we start off doing one set of each exercise for the first week. The next week, we bump it up to two because the last thing you want to do is is go from uh, wake up the next day totally sore to the point that you you don't want to go back to the gym. Yeah, yeah. So it's important to start off slow. But then uh, I mentioned. Um, precision nutrition um, before the, the the study that I did yeah that um, really shaped the way that I that I um, I, I help clients uh, out and so it's, I, I take a really um, client client centered approach um, now so it's, it's all about what the clients want to achieve rather than what uh, I want them to achieve so that's another important thing to look for in a personal trainer ensure that um, they're going to help you achieve what you want to achieve, not what they want you to achieve. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Um, but also another thing is you. It's very, very important to uh, take one thing, one step at a time, one thing at a time. So don't go to the gym and try to change everything at once. You, you very few people can start a new exercise program, completely overhaul their eating, cut back on the drinking, um, get the perfect amount of sleep all in one go. So it's important to take one step at a time, start going to the gym, try to make it to the gym consistently three times a week before you start looking into the diet. And then once you start looking into the diet, you start off again, small steps. So your first step might be to just simply ensure that you're chewing your food, (laughs) you know, make sure that you're eating slowly and mindfully because that's really important for digestion. And it really helps to, um, it really sets up a good base for all the other important habits that are to come. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, take it one step at a time and that's the best way to, uh, uh, you know, just like the way that you and I got your results, you know, you didn't, you didn't change everything overnight. You, you took it one step at a time and it was a culmination of all those small habits that enabled you to achieve the results that you did. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. And like I said, I couldn't thank you uh, more no, for, you, for everything you, you did, man. Like, no, you're welcome. Like it, it's, it, it, it's, it's why I do it, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, and it's, yeah, just the feeling from it and just the results have just been astronomical, really. 
and the feeling and the energy back. Like it's funny because I had completely forgotten, not completely forgotten, but I'd forgotten why we started until I was talking to T last night. And I was mm. like, oh man, I've got to bring this up on the podcast. I forgot of it. I didn't forget, but like I was just like, those results were just so, yeah, I remember my energy levels were just, everything was shot and I didn't know what the hell was going on. And it was probably like that for a little while. And just to, yeah, blow them through the roof after that and just keep going and pushing further, man. It's, um, hey, look, we complimented each other well. We put the work in and, you know, like, and I, I stayed accountable and um, you held me that way and uh, I held myself and, yeah, the results were there, man, and it was, it was fantastic. So, guys, hit Sash up if you, you know, if you want to get stuck into it and you, you want to see some results, it, it's there. Um, yeah. And we'll put we'll link everything up there so you yeah, guys can I mean, find it. And, I'd love yeah. if you, as I mentioned before, if you're the, the kind of person that um, that enjoys going to the gym but needs a bit of direction, wants to step it up and take things to the next level, I'd love to help you out. Um, if you're on the Gold Coast and you and and you want to, uh, you, you haven't really been to the gym before, uh, you want somebody to show you how to train correctly come and see me at the Body Temple. I'd love to meet you. Yep. There you go, guys. So hit them up. But um, thanks, Sasha, for coming on today. And, no, uh, thanks for having me. Doing the podcast. Yeah, my and, pleasure. Yeah, it's only taken three years, guys. But yeah, <laughs> we got them here. We got them here eventually. But uh, hit them up. I'll put all the links in the bio and everything. And um, yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Keep up the good work, Dan. Oh, well, I'll keep it going. I'll keep it moving. Let's drop this down. Let's get these abs showing. Uh, right excited, out, excited to see where you can take it from here. That's it, my friend. Uh, and that's us. We're out. Woo! We did it. Another one in the can, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. As you can tell, I couldn't be more appreciative of Sasha and everything he's done for me. I mean, it is just the biggest turnaround in overall energy and enjoyment in my training. And your boy's in the best goddamn shape he's ever been in his life. And I can't, I can't thank him enough. And so, guys, if you're out for a coach or some online training or just any sort of general guidance in that area, reach out to Sasha. The links will be in the bio and everything here. Look him up, Sasha Dulich, like because he knows exactly what he's doing and he can help you and he will help you. That's it, guys. I mean, I hope you enjoy what we're doing. Please support the podcast. As always on the socials, there's the YouTube video section up there. If you can subscribe, I'll be forever grateful, especially if you can uh, follow us on Spotify and give us a five-star review, you know, and Apple iTunes and all that jazz. That would be fantastic. Tell your friends, hey, we're doing it. We're moving. We're shaking. Hope you guys are grinding away. I can't wait to share more with you about my production. I know I briefly pitched it on there to Sash, but I'm doing it and, I, and I, I'm so goddamn enthusiastic about it right now and um, I really feel energized with everything that I'm doing in life and uh, I hope you guys will keep grinding, you keep pushing yourself and and yeah, just keep at it guys because it will happen for you. All right, that's me out. Until next time.